All of them niggas tatted my name. Wanna know why? Because I got that type of pussy. Warm pussy. Warm. Shit feels like a fat bitch pussy. You know, fat bitches got warm, nice pussy too. That's what I got. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Run that down. I bet I don't get that shit on my seat, bro. Mobbing in the business, smoking more. Hey, rocks. Hey, pocket full of motherfucking blue. Guap. Half an ounce in my Gucci tube. Socks. For the summertime, got a new drop. Trapper slash rapper slash bad bitch. Now you come here. Baby mama mad. She said you live like a bachelor. So what? Sold a hundred pounds and gave 10% to the pastor. Church, he going up the ladder. They mad. Make them matter. Hey. What's up, guys? <laughs> It's your girl Jam here. Um, it's 8.17 in the morning and I cannot sleep anymore thanks to the time change. So, I've been up at 6 a.m. for the past two weeks. Um, well, really for the past week. I'm retarded. We just changed time. So, for the past week, I've been up at 6 a.m. for no reason. So, today... I figured what better way to make use of my time than to record this long-awaited podcast. The last episode, um, episode 21, was Fuck You, Pay Me. And it was, you know, basically what it said. Um, That's just how I was feeling. And this one, um, I want to give you guys an update. Um, I also want to acknowledge a milestone that I recently, well, what's the date? Okay, I'm currently going through. So I'm currently passing a major milestone and gearing up for another major milestone in my life. But we'll get to that after the fuckery. I just wanted to see what you niggas been up to. Not like you can respond. But I hope everybody's been good. Um, As you probably know from like Twitter and social media, I am no longer with Honda. Um, I went back to what I know, which is the jungle, which is the hood. And, you know, the hood gets a lot of, um, it gets a lot of backlash. And honestly, the best things come from the hood. Like, it's innovative. You get the best fashion ideas, the best food, the best music. Like, the hood is where it's at, man. So we can't really, you know, turn our back on it and and think we're better than the hood. Because eventually, life will bring you full circle and you'll be right back where you started. So I'm over at Nissan Union City. Y'all come check me out. If you got bad credit, no credit, repos, um, you know, a bunch of shit going on and the regular dealerships told you you couldn't get approved, come see me. I got you. Um, Even if you don't need a car, if you know somebody that needs a car, send them to me. I'm paying $100 every time you send me a buyer. So, I mean, y'all niggas can be smart about this and pay y'all bills with referrals. I'm just, I don't know. I'm that's just an idea because it makes sense to me. Um, let's get this money together. But the reason why I left Honda was because, um, long story short, the niggas was playing with my money. Like, and as a salesman, you know, Honda's a great product to sell because it basically sells itself. Everyone knows how great Hondas are. They know how good they look. <clears throat> they know how long they last. They know how, you know, inexpensive the maintenance is. But when it comes to the sales point of view and and have making a living off of that product, it's not the best to sell because they're hard as fuck to make money off of. Like Honda doesn't give out rebates. They don't give out 0% APR ever. The lowest they go is 0.9. And, you know, motherfuckers see 0%. That's what they want. They want 0%. Now we tell them they can buy the rate down and all this extra shit. But at the end of the day... What sells is what you can see. So if you see a car that's nice and does the same shit as a Honda offering you, you know, five grand off and zero percent interest rate if you qualify for it and all this extra shit that you wouldn't get with someone like Honda, um, that's what you're going to buy. And for the most part, people aren't aren't buying cars like that and keeping them for 20, 30 years anymore. Like cars don't mean shit. And I think that everybody has learned that, you know, cars depreciate as soon as you drive off the lot. Like they're not an asset at all. So they're a necessity. Like, yeah, you need a car. We live in Atlanta, so definitely need whips. But 
at the end of the day, man, they all do the same shit. So it's just going to depend on what you can afford, what your credit allows you with, and that's what you're going to go with. So, you know, I had to do this the smart way. Um, and that's what I did. And I also want to let y'all know, cause I get kind of some flack for the way that I move with jobs. Like when I go to get interviewed for a new dealership, they always say some little slick shit like, well, you've moved around a lot in the five years you've been in the business. You've been at like six or seven different dealerships. And my answer is always the same. You know, if there's no room for progression or if I'm not succeeding and I've tried everything, then I move on. And I have no problem doing that. Like, I feel like that's what life should be about. Like, I'm not going to sit around like these baby boomers and just be somewhere miserable for 60 years because of loyalty. Like, fuck that. Because if something happens to you with these jobs, whether, you know, you have a car business, where you're in the car business or you have a job as easy as mine to move around or not, you should still have the same principle. And it's like, don't be anywhere and be taken for granted. You're putting your time into these places. You're leaving your families, going to work every day, sitting in traffic, getting up early, listening to some other motherfucker tell you what to do. Like, if you work for somebody else right now, you also got to make your prior your your happiness a priority. Like you have to make it so that if you're not happy or if shit ain't working out financially, like my bills wasn't getting paid at Honda. That's a problem. It's like being a broke drug dealer. Like no one gets in the car business to be struggling. Like this is not that type of business. This is a six figure business if you're smart about it. Um, and that's that's where you need to be at all times with anything, whether your job is a six-figure business or not. Um, at the end of the day, you got to be happy and your mental health got to be taken care of. So you have to be motivated somewhat getting in your car every morning, early as fuck, dealing with Atlanta traffic to go to a building with people that you either love, hate, don't like, don't care about, whatever. Just whatever your motivation is, it needs to be present every day. Mine is money. I make money every day. So that's where I'm at with it. Um, don't be afraid to leave jobs. Like, fuck these jobs. If you get sick and die tomorrow, they're going to have a fucking hiring fair the day of your funeral. So <laughs> this loyalty with job shit is bullshit. It, there is no loyalty when you're working for somebody else because they could always change their mind. And Georgia's an at-will state, so they don't even need a reason to not fuck with you no more. They could just simply say, you know what? I don't really like your face today, so you know we don't, we don't need you anymore. And now you have to do what you have to do for your family. So keep that in mind um, when you're feeling like you're stuck. Don't, you're never stuck. Revamp your resume. Put your feelers out there. See who knows who and what type of connects you can have. Um, and I want to shout out my friend Six if she's listening. She's probably not because that's just what my friends do. Um, but... <laughs> If she is listening, I want to shout her out because uh, it was because of her that I even came back to Union City because I was against it for a while. Because when I left, it was on bad terms and it was some bullshit why why I even had to leave. But um, it was a lesson learned and <clears throat> everything happens for a reason. But the fact that it matters that um, even when you think people aren't in your corner, they are. And she proved to be in my corner more than anybody um anybody has ever really especially like on some I'm gonna put you in a position to make money like <clears throat> you know I have friends that are there emotionally that's great I have friends that are there um to just take my mind off stuff. So, like I have I have certain friends for certain things and that's another that's another like point I want to get to because we were even talking about it <clears throat> your friends can't be your everything just like your relationship can't be your everything like and that's also why I want two niggas but we'll get to that but with friends it's like we're grown. We're not little kids no more. There's no best friend number one and two and top eight type of shit. My my friends right now are all my best friends. Like they're all great friends and they're all great for different reasons. I have the turn up friends that if I'm in a funk and I want to go turn up and shake my ass, I know who to call. I have the praying friends that if I need a scripture sent to me <clears throat> or I need to be reminded of God's you know promise to me, I call those friends. I have friends that just come over and we drink wine and watch movies and literally do nothing but be in each other's presence. And then I have friends that are money minded. Is that a word? 
money-minded. <sighs> I promise I'm not high. It's way too early. I didn't even smoke yet. I have friends that are business-oriented. That's, that's it. They're business-oriented. And yeah, money is on their mind. Their mind is on their money. Fuck y'all. That's a word. Money-minded. My friends are money-minded. Fuck y'all. Um, who we sit around and talk about business proposals and business ideas and how to get money and marketing tactics. Like, you know, we sit around and plot on how to take over the world. And I think every, not just girl, every person needs a, a different set of friends. Like all of my friends are different. And if we, but if we all got in one room together, we will all get along. Like that's crazy. But yeah, that's enough about, I'm not on that sap shit, really. Um, but back to the two niggas. So the reason why I want two niggas, <laughs> we're just going to jump into that. But the reason why is because, just like I said with your friends, like your, your one best friend can't be everything to you. They can't be the praying friend, the turn up friend, the money making friend, the let's go key a nigga car friend, the, you know, I'm gonna come over and take care of you while you sick friend. Like that's a lot of pressure to put on a person and people have their own lives. They have their own shit going on. Like have people around for what you know they're around for. Don't try to force a personality type or a reaction from someone that's not their natural reaction. Like don't put all these expectations on fucking human beings. Just let people be who they are and fit them accordingly in your life. So when it comes to like boyfriends or relationships, you know, I've learned in the past that my boyfriend can't be my world and one person can't be my everything. Now, sure, there are the people who are so in love and so up each other's asses that they'll tell you that that's not true and their husband or their boyfriend is their everything in their world and they're so completely satisfied and black. And that's great. That's all beautiful. That's great. Um, but realistically, how often does it happen? Um, and I'm just a realist. So my solution is that I find two niggas that are compatible enough to get along on this husband brother wave. Like y'all niggas got sister wives. Y'all got a whole show about a nigga cheating on his girl and with his wife and vice versa. And these bitches live in the house together. One of them cooks, the other one cleans. Like, I don't know how that works. How does the two hand twist combo work when you got four hands? Like, what's going on? I feel like that shit's being greedy. But y'all let niggas do it. Y'all give men a pass to do it. And when a woman says, you know what? I want the same shit. Now we're hoes and <laughs> we're not marriage material and we're not role models and we're not queens. Well, fuck that. Like, why can't women have the same thing when it comes to that? Like, and no, this is not some backwards feminist rant because I'm not a, a why can't women do what men do type of thing. But when it comes to just doing things that are human nature, not a man versus woman thing, just a in general this is human nature and this is just something that humans do. Um, I feel like, you know, the response should be universal. I feel like we should be less looked down upon for moving the way we just naturally want to move. Like if I naturally just want to have two niggas, I should be able to have that without y'all judging me. And I'm at this point where y'all really can't judge me because I don't really care anymore. Um, Cause I just, you know, one nigga get on your nerves, you don't have no backup. Now you got to cheat. Now you got to lie. And if you're not a good liar, you know, then that's stressful. Then you getting caught in your lies. Now y'all got to argue. And you got to hope that your side piece can fight because your nigga sure can. And it's just too much. It's too, it's too much. I would much rather be able to pick up the phone and say, hey, babe, I'm with, you know, I'm with Sean today. You knew that. It's Wednesday. You know, you know Wednesdays is not your day. So what do you want? <laughs> like, what is it? I'm with Sean. This is, you know, it's disrespectful. I'm not going to disrespect my man to talk to you type of thing. I'll see you when I get home. Like, could you imagine? <laughs> and could you imagine a man whose ego wasn't frail and he actually was cool with that shit? I can't. And that's why I say the shit because no, I don't know a nigga that's going to go for it, but that doesn't mean I'm, I'm going to stop. That doesn't mean I'm going to um, 
not have my vision because I don't think a nigga will go for it. I mean, hey, I'm a salesman, so this is what we do. I could probably convince a nigga to be a husband brother or would it be brother husband? I don't know. Don't care. Um, But no, in a serious note, I actually was serious about that, but in a more serious note, I should say. Um, I'm sorry, I was reading my tweets. <laughs> um, <laughs> you niggas are funny. But, um, so this month has been weird for me. If you've been around me personally and I've been sad or kind of weird or off, um, this is the anniversary of my breakup. So last year around this time it was right after homecoming really right before homecoming we had broke up and we wasn't speaking for like a week I had kicked that nigga out and everything and then um the day before homecoming I text him and said can we go to homecoming and he said yeah and we got back together that night like (laughs) fucking idiots and then like maybe a week later we was back broken up for good um still kind of messing around but not together anymore and then officially like um after my birthday it sounds grimy but the timeline is just fucked up but after my birthday for sure for sure it was like nah I really can't fuck with you so I told myself I was going to be single for the whole year um and I'll get to why in a minute but yeah this month has been kind of rough for me like it is my breakup anniversary, and I was in my feelings the other day, and I was like, you know what? I might unblock that nigga today. <laughs> and I think I had tweeted that like y'all could tell him he could email me today, cause I mean it's it's a joke, but it's not a joke. Like I'm, I feel kind of bad for exposing the fact that my ex emails me periodically to try to get me back, but he wasn't letting me heal. Like, if I tell you I don't want nothing to do with you, I don't hate you, but I just really need to heal. Like, just because I'm the one that initiated the breakup doesn't mean I'm not affected by it. Like, I think that men always think that because he would say to me, like, well, what are you sad for? Like, you broke up with me. And it's like, nigga, do you think I wanted to break up with you? Like, I loved you. We lived together. Like, I met your whole family. Why would I, why would I want to have to leave that? Like you know, having the things that I asked my past relationships for, having that in my relationship and, you know, still missing some stuff, but having it enough together, why would I, why would I want to walk away from that? I didn't have no choice because I feel like when you're with a person like me, if you don't get motivated about life or if you don't get optimistic about shit, being around me so much, like, as much as I acknowledge my depression and my anxiety and my bad days, I have way more fucking great days. And I, and you can ask all of my friends. They all call me to be that that bright spot because I always have something good. Like I always know how to look at shit from another point of view. And I feel like that's my strength. It's like they want you to feel like acknowledging weaknesses is a weakness and it's really not it's the strongest thing you could do like to be able to stand up and look at y'all in the face or talk to y'all over the the podcast and say yes I've contemplated suicide yes I've attempted to harm myself yes I have dark days where I don't want to get out of bed and I cry and nothing's wrong but everything's wrong yes I have those days but at the same time I have really great fucking days too so it's like if I didn't acknowledge any of that it wouldn't be real I wouldn't be human like I wouldn't be as great and as strong as I am if I didn't acknowledge the times that I got knocked on my ass by life so I try to be a very optimistic person and I try to be not well I don't try to be I always am my man's cheerleader like always, especially with black men, black men, they don't get enough praise. So when you're doing something right, I'm gonna always be in your corner. I'm gonna always let you know how much I love you, or how proud I am of you. I don't care if it's big or small, like whatever it is. If you got a dream and you just don't know where to start, I'm gonna I'm start. I'm gonna help you get started. Like that's just me. I'm just supportive. And it got to a point that I didn't have shit to support. <laughs> 
And so it's like, okay, so what am I supposed to do now? Like, I've tried everything to get this man motivated about the shit that he said he wanted to do. And I've tried everything to pull out the shit that I saw in him that I knew he could do. And it's still, it's like, you can't love somebody into loving themselves. You can't, you can't motivate people who just don't want to be motivated, who just want to see something wrong with everything or want to see a reason why they can't do something. Like if they just want to be right about being wrong, you have to let them because that shit would drive you crazy. It's exhausting. You'll start to hate their fucking guts and be like, yeah, you are a bum. You're right. Like, (laughs) fuck am I doing? You'll start to resent the person that you love and that doesn't feel good for either person. So me being able to assess the situation and feel like, damn, I'm sure he feels like shit, but now I feel like shit about some shit that's not even my shit. So something got to change. We, we can't be together. Like, that was the hardest thing I had to do was walk away from a relationship where nothing was really wrong, but he just wasn't trying to do not, like anything. Like, he wasn't trying. He wasn't putting in effort with me like he could have. He wasn't putting in effort with himself for sure, for sure. And that was the bigger thing. It really wasn't so much how he treated me because, I mean, I was happy. I didn't have any, there was no trust issues. I never felt like, you know, he was out doing some shit he didn't have no business doing. Like, you know, and if and if he was, um, honestly, if he was the type of man that he is, I feel like he would have come and told me because that's just the type of nigga he is. Like, he would have just came to me. Like on some little kid shit, like, um, babe, um, I gotta tell you something. But he would have told me, like, we were like, that was like my best friend, that was the homie. Like, I, we could have talked about it, and I, but I never felt like he was doing that. I never felt, you know, unsafe. I never felt unloved. I just felt like you're not loving yourself, and you're trying to love me through that. Like, you're trying to replace loving you with loving me. And that doesn't feel good. Like you women, we think we want that shit because that's what it looks like in the movies. That's what it sounds like in music. And we think that's romantic. It's not. It's toxic and it's unhealthy. When someone loves you more than they love themselves, it's not good for either person. It's not, it's not good. It's not ever gonna work out. They have to love themselves first and foremost and beyond anything that they could love you with because when you put that much faith into a human being, like I said, you're bound to get disappointed. I'm human. I'm going to let you down. But if you loved yourself enough, you know, we wouldn't get to this point. So it hurt. Do I still love him? Yes. Um, but I can't be with him. Not right now. Um, so, yeah. That sucks. And that's why I've kind of been down this month because it just kind of hit me, especially with all the homecoming shit. Like I saw everybody posting homecoming stuff and I'm like, damn, this time last year I was at homecoming with my friends and my man. And now this time this year I'm by myself, which is not so bad, but you know, it just sucks. Breakups suck, whether it was a month ago or a year ago. And no matter, you know, what happened or how it ended, you always kind of hate the breakup. I hate the breakup. I hate the fact that we can't get along. And I, I wanted to be his friend, but one, my heart is not set up that way. Cause if I still love you and I try to be your friend, it's going to backfire. Cause I'm going to take everything you do personally or everything you say personally. And niggas love to make it a point that when y'all not together, but y'all still talking that y'all not together. Like it'll be a, well, you ain't call me back because you're used to that. Right. And he going to hit you with that. Okay, but we're not even together, though. So <laughs> I don't have to call you and tell you where I'm at. Or you're going to see some shit on the gram you don't like. Y'all not together. But y'all still around each other. Y'all still friends. Y'all still hanging out. Y'all still fucking. That's too much. You can't do both. And then for him, he doesn't know how to just be my friend because he's in love with me. And I get it. I get it. But... That's when you have to love yourself and love the person enough to know, look, we both deserve better, at least right now. You got to be better to yourself. And so do I. So we can't be together. We can't even be friends right now. So it sucks. 
and that's what I've had going on for the month of November. Also, if you guys follow me, um, you know that I've made another attempt at having a relationship with my mom. <clears throat> that situation is just pretty much done. And I've prayed about it for years. I've talked about it for years. I've tried. Um, my mom is just not ever going to be the mom I need and deserve. And I'm getting to the point where I'm tired of pretending that I could overlook certain shit. Like, yeah, I love you because you're my mom. But it's like at the end of the day... I don't like anything about you. Like, I don't like the person you are. I don't like the friend that you are. I don't like the mother you are. I don't like the daughter you are. I don't aspire to be like you in any way. Like, I'm just to the point where everybody around me, I have to want to be a little bit like them or I got to want to grow from them or I got to have to get, you know, there's got to be something in them that I want. Like, do I have friends that have more patience than me? Absolutely. I hang around them the most. I'm trying to learn patience. I'm, tr oof. Lord knows I'm impatient. And it could be some cliche Sagittarius shit, but I don't, I don't care. I'm impatient as fuck. I have friends that are way more mature than I am. <laughs> I hang around them a lot, even though they don't hang around me a lot. That was a joke. But yeah, I, uh, I, I didn't want to be like anything this in my mother and I felt like I should be able to tell her exactly how I feel and we grow from it and be adults about it my mom hit me with some shit that you tell a nigga like <laughs> I said to her you know she said well she did it started because I invited everybody to my house for Thanksgiving everybody knows that knows me, or you don't even have to know me to know Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday because I like cooking so much and I cook the whole shit because one, it's certain things that my mom can make great and everything else she can't. Um, two, my grandmother's getting older. She's been smoking cigarettes her whole life. Her taste buds are shot, okay? So shit don't be seasoned. It don't be tasting right. Like my grandma makes certain things. She got certain signature dishes that she still makes great, but Overall, trusting her with Thanksgiving, with dead taste buds, and taking blood pressure medicine so she got to pee every five minutes and bur shit burning on the stove, I can't. <laughs> That's my girl, but I can't. So they found out that I could cook years ago, and I've been doing it. It's been tradition for the last phew, at least five years that I've cooked Thanksgiving dinner, and they've come over and brought their signature dish I allowed them to bring. Um... And we just, you know, have Thanksgiving dinner as a family. It's the one time of the year that we all just kind of sit around and get along. So I invited her this year. Um, we haven't really been talking like that. We kind of got into it a couple weeks ago about her trying to dump my sister off on me. Um, and I called her out on her bullshit. She didn't like it, of course. So when I invited her to Thanksgiving, she declined. And when I asked her, you know, what's the reason, like the fuck is up. She basically said to me, you know, we don't even talk and I don't understand how you expect me to come over and pretend to be family for one day out the year and we don't talk. Well, here's the thing, like you're my mother and you don't even call me. Like, I can't tell you the last time my mother called me just to talk to me. And it's like, I've tried to call her. I've tried to text her in the past and she's always either I'm busy, I'm gonna call you back or just talking about some shit that I never would care about in life. Like, just some shit that I don't... It has no no point. Like, nothing positive. So, yeah, I avoid talking to her sometimes just to keep the peace. And I told her that. I said, I don't, I don't call you, but let's be clear. You don't call me either. And regardless of me being grown and, you know, this and that, if you want to be technical, you're my mom. Like, you're the parent. So regardless of what the fuck I do, you should still be a mother. Like if my daughter didn't call me or my daughter didn't really fuck with me, I'm still her mom. I'm still the parent. It's still my responsibility to make sure she good. I'm still going to call my daughter. Like I'm not going to be petty and be like, well, that bitch don't call me. So that's that's wild to me. So I said that to her, you know, like, well, you don't call me, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. I don't call because of this. 
ain't she said to me like well it sounds like you forcing something and if you gotta force a relationship it's best to let it go like bitch we don't go together you're my mother what do you mean if it's if you gotta force something let it go how am I supposed to let go of the fact that you're my mother like That's some shit you say to somebody you fucking with and they're not picking up your calls or answering your text no more. You're like, you know what? I'm forcing this shit. So I'm just, I'm not about to do that. I'm, you know, a nigga gonna pick me at all times. Like, what? You said that to your kid? Your firstborn? That's crazy to me. But she'll call my daughter. She'll call my daughter on her phone all the time. And it's like, even though I don't like talking to my mother and I and I know that she is not going to have anything motherly to say as her child. The little girl in me still wants my mom to call me. Like, I'd be pissed. Like, you call my house to talk to my daughter and don't even say, where's your mom at? Let me talk to Jam. How's she doing? How's your mom? Like, you call and act like I don't fucking exist. You call my house and act like I don't exist, and I still invite you to my home for Thanksgiving dinner, which is my favorite holiday, which I know you're going to fuck up because you do it every year, but I'm still wanting to be your your daughter, and I'm still wanting a relationship with you because I'm getting older, I'm getting smarter, and I'm about to make more money, and I want to do shit for my mom, but I don't want to do shit for my mom. I want to be one of those daughters that, like, Kylie just bought her mother a fucking Ferrari. You know how much love you got to have to buy somebody that type of car? I want to I wanna do stuff like that for my mom. I want to take care of her. I want to be proud that she's my mom. I want to bring her around and, and show her life and, and put her on to shit and put her in positions to win. I done got my mom jobs this year that she's fucked up. I'm done. Like, I'm tired. But I was still trying. So long story short, that's dead. Um, I don't have a mother anymore. But the good news is that I have my grandmother. And I already told her once she died, I'm dying. So that's it. Like, <laughs> I'm not staying here once my grandmother leaves. So y'all can count that out. And it's halfway a joke, but it's halfway not. But yeah, so that's what I've had going on. The good thing, though, is that I have stuck true to the promise I made myself last year so regardless of this being my breakup month or the month that my relationship with my mother finally fell apart for good it's actually a really good positive month too because I made it I told myself after my breakup that I was going to take the whole year to focus on myself and I was going to be single and I've managed to stay single the entire year which is great because I'm never single. I'm not that I'm not that single friend. Like if I am single, I got a couple of niggas that I'm talking to enough to where if one of them felt like they wanted to flex some type of authority and be like, "Oh, now nah, you my girlfriend." I would be like, "Damn, that's my Damn, that's my boyfriend now." Like I'm not single. Like I've never been single single. I'm single single. Single, single. I wish I had an echo effect. But yeah, single as fuck. And I actually liked it. I thought I wasn't going to like it. I never knew how to be single before. I was better off being somebody's girlfriend. Um, And I always felt like, I always I always said that too when people would ask me stuff. I would be like, well, I'm just better in a relationship. I'm more of a girlfriend. And now I'm just like, for what? Like, you have to be pretty amazing for me to make time for you. And I hate that phrase, make time for it anyways, because like if I meet a dude and they think I'm amazing and this and that, their first question is, what you do? Okay, I sell cars. Baby, I work 12 hours a day some days. Some days I don't even see my kid. Like she's asleep by the time I get home. She's up and at the bus stop before I get up. Like some days it's just like that. And it's like some days I don't even have a minute to myself. Like it's like, non-stop go mode customers 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 work 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 kid 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 get home gotta be mom still we got a fucking cat that I gotta you know she wants to throw up every couple of days like I always got shit going on um and in the meantime you know I'm working on being a more present friend so when my friends want to hang out I'm with my friends like 
And that's just, I'm with my friends. That's what it is. So when I meet a dude and they say, damn, you got a lot going on and you got a podcast and you got a business, which both have suffered recently because I have been so busy with work and everything else that I haven't been recording as much. But on the flip side, I told myself I wasn't going to record until I had something to talk about because I didn't want to just give y'all a show every week to give y'all a show. I didn't want that. I didn't want y'all to be like, this bitch is literally talking about nothing for 30 minutes every week. I don't want that. And on the other side with the hashtag glow stuff, um, I'm restocking the beard bomb on Friday. It's a pre-order though. So um, probably going to take about maybe 12 orders at the, at a time. Um, and it's going to be a pre-order. But once you guys order, the turnaround time will be like within a week. So it's really not that bad. But I'm restocking the beard balm and I'm working on products for the winter. Like I told y'all in the last couple of podcasts, my money was fucked up for like a month or two. So I couldn't restock. I couldn't relaunch. I had an idea for a shoot. Couldn't do the shoot for fall. Probably gonna have to revamp it and try something new in the spring. But the end of the day, you know, my businesses have suffered because of being busy with work. So when I meet a dude that says to me, you got a lot going on, when you going to make some time for me? <laughs> the first thing that crossed my mind is, nigga, I'm not. Why am I making time for you? You just said so yourself. I got a lot of shit going on. So why do I need to make time for you? Like, if you present yourself to be an asset, you present yourself to be worth my time, first of all. You present yourself to be someone who's not trying to waste my time and someone who's not just trying to fuck, then... You can get in where you fit in. I'm not looking for the nigga to be on some, when are you free? Because let's get one thing clear. I'm never free. Ever. Ever. I could always be doing some shit to put money in my pockets. I could either be at work selling a car. I could be out marketing, handing out flyers and business cards. I could be um, in the lab cooking up some new products. I could be doing marketing for hashtag glow. I could be recording a podcast. I could be in the gym working on myself and my body. I could be somewhere meditating. I'm never free for a nigga like ever, ever, ever. Not making, not carving out time for bullshit. So I get asked this question a lot since I'm single and I've been single for a while. I get asked, you know, what are you looking for? What would it take for me to get your attention? Blah, 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 blah. You know what it's going to take? Somebody who understands time management and how valuable it is. If you want to see me or do something with me, I need a nigga that's creative enough to get in where he fit in. If I tell you I'm up at six because I'm at the gym or that I'm going to work, or something like that, and you say, cool, what gym you go to? I'll meet you there. Let's work out together. Okay, that's kind of cute. We'll do that. Or if you say, well, what time do you have to be to work? I got to be to work at 9. I'll leave my house at this time. Okay, cool. Let's, um, I'm going to meet you at your job, and let's get coffee or something, or I'm going to pull up on you on lunch. Let's go to lunch. Or um, well, since I can't see you, Let's FaceTime later. Like, be creative. Don't sit. Don't ask me when I'm going to make time for you because I'm not. Don't ask me when my off days are just to want to pull up or want me to come see you because I'm not. Like, my off days are for me. I get one off day for real a week. One. And that's when I'm at the nail shop. So you're definitely not coming and interrupting my pedicure time. Not for nobody. So if you are interested in me, just figure out how to make that shit work. You know, I, y'all know I got a daughter. Figure some shit out for the three of us to do, nigga. We're a package deal. And I don't want more kids either, so don't come to me saying that. Like, that's the quickest way to get blocked. I don't want more kids. I'm getting my body done next year. No kids is coming out of here. When I get new titties and a tummy tuck, please don't speak to me about kids. Like... <laughs> It's a wrap. My daughter is going to be 10. I come home to lines vacuumed in my carpet, dishes washed, counters wiped down, bath water ran, fucking laundry folded, mine and hers. 
You know, like, why am I going to stop coming home to that, to come home running around, picking up a baby from daycare that costs three grand a month, and and now you stressed out because you got a newborn that, one, you can't be in the car business with a baby. Two, <clears throat> shit too expensive now to have another kid. And then three, like I said, I have a 10-year-old not going back to changing diapers and being thrown up on. That's just not, it's not something that attracts me. It's not something that appeals to me. Power to the people that want to have big families and a bunch of fucking kids. I really don't. I'm cool with my one and a few bonus babies. So if you got some, whew, not even some. I meant to say one or two because that's really my max. I don't want a nigga with a bunch of kids. But yeah, you got one or two already and you cool with a mom and we can have a blended family. Let's rock out. Because me having more kids, that's not going to happen. Unless I was a millionaire and I could just chill and be a mom, then sure. But right now, working, trying to have a baby, nah. And two, I really do want to get my body done, so nah. Let's just let's just go back to the original statement. I don't want no kids. Um, what is this? Oh, so there's an Ed Sheeran concert in Atlanta today, so traffic is going to be ridiculous. <laughs> Yuck. Um, I have been dating. <laughs> and this is a funny story. So my dad told me years ago that niggas don't get smarter as they get older. And I never understood that for real because I was like, dad, like, y'all have to. Y'all get older. Y'all get smarter. That's just normal. That's what people do. But my dad was like, no, they don't get smarter. Like, seriously. It only gets worse sometimes. So I thought that me dating a 38-year-old was going to be different. I'm going to take a commercial break because I'm going to start doing commercial breaks now because I talk a lot and I'm thirsty. So fuck y'all. I'm going to take a commercial break and I'm going to let y'all know what's been going on with the 38-year-old. Be right back. I can't do that with that bitch the way she fucking Spread a million up and then my dog's starving Rolling, pulling with that tape, now the carbon Cup of holes, they might not get twice Gucci bags for my shoes, they look dirty I got 30 new bitches like a curry good ass idea wow i should have been doing commercials this whole time so the 38 year old his name is jay and um met him at his job i won't disclose that because you guys are stalkers met him at his job and i was just kind of like i had to shoot my shot like he's tall he's chocolate nice beard had waves that day. We'll get into that. Um, and I was like, damn, I ain't never seen you up here before. So I need your number. Like, you're my boyfriend. You don't even know it. I need your number. Give me your number. Take your phone out. What are we doing? When are we going out? Oh my God, I love you. Um, so 
exchanged numbers. We were texting that whole day. He asked me out that night, went out. <clears throat> what the fuck? I went and got juice for no reason. <clears throat> went out, had a great time. He was a perfect gentleman. Um, everything was just perfect. And I was like, damn. Like, I even tweeted about it. Like, I had a 38, I had a date with a 38-year-old. It's over for you niggas. Had the gift of Vince Carter just doing the, it's over with. And I was just like, yeah, that's it. I'm good. Whew. That was the only date we went on. After that, it was, uh, I'm tired from work. I've worked so much. Just come over. <sighs> Sir, I am 29. That come over shit, I already know what it's about. But I'm with the shits because you fine. So let's see what this mouth is going to do. Went over. First time we had sex, I had stayed the night. Stayed the night at his house. That mouth was ridiculous. <laughs> that mouth was ridiculous. Like, he surpassed my best mouth giver, RCB. And I was just like, wow, didn't think that that could get any better. Mouth was ridiculous. 38-year-old mouth is the best. These niggas are filthy. They've been filthy for at least 50 years. So, you know, they really know what they're doing. They know exactly when to put the thumb in the butt, like, finesse it at the right time. They know when to lick, when to suck, when to bite, and then when to just go in. So, sex was great. I was smitten. Um, but then, conversation slowed up. I said, okay, he's just doing what niggas do. He smashed. I get it. It's nothing to chase anymore. Because <laughs> I was kind of the same way. Like I was just kind of like, okay, this is kind of it because we just kick it, fuck cuddle up whatever like that's just what we do but it was still kind of cool because you know still just had this little boot up thing going on for about a month um but what happened what was the first the first little thing that got on my nerves is that he um he talks to the tv not just a normal thing that black people do when you're watching something. He literally repeats the lines that they say, like if he liked it or he thought it was funny, he literally repeats it. And then as he's talking, though, he's tapping your leg like, huh, huh. he said such and such. Like, OK, we were watching Love and Basketball. This really pissed me off because I one, I hate Love and Basketball. I don't think it's a good movie. Um, So pff, whatever. I own it because it's a quintessential black movie to own, but I hate it. Doesn't make sense, I know. But we were watching Love and Basketball, and it's the part where her lame ass goes to wake up Q, and she's like, um, I play you for your heart type of shit. Like, this man is about to get married, and this is the shit you're pulling. You're his, you've been his neighbor for 30 years. Like, <laughs> it was just trash. Anyways, of course, y'all all know how that ends. So, we're watching the movie. <laughs> And right when he he says, like, play you for what? And she's like, your heart. This nigga Jay smacks my leg and cracks up and goes, ha, your heart. Women kill me. Boy, y'all women are crazy. And just has a whole fucking conversation by himself. And I'm like, my nigga, can we just watch this dumbass movie? Like, I already hate the movie. Don't echo the lines. Like, <laughs> that's not going to make me want to watch it even more. And I mean, literally, it doesn't matter what we're watching. It could be fucking ESPN. It could be ESPN, and he's repeating the plays. Like, why are you talking? So I know that I could never take him to the movies, ever. He would make me shoot him. So that got on my nerves. And then when I stayed over the second time, I found out that he snores like a fucking 18-wheeler truck ogre monster thing. If there was an ogre in a truck and they had a baby, that's what he sounds like. And I'm like, there's no fucking way I could deal with this because I'm trying to hurry up. Like, I'm smacking him, making sure he's woke and, like, saying dumb shit. Like, can you go get me some water from downstairs? So hopefully by the time he comes back, I done made myself fall asleep so I don't have to hear him snoring. Never works. Um, can't do that. So those are just, like, things that got on my nerves with him. But the red flags, so the last time I saw him, red flags everywhere that I didn't notice before. Um... We sit down and we're just talking like first he pissed me off because I was at the nail shop 
And I just basically try niggas now with money. Like, I don't ask for it or anything like that, but I just try them and just see what they're going to do. So, like, I'll randomly send a, a, a cash app request to a nigga that I'm, like, randomly sometimes fucking, and it'll be, like, just to see. Like, yeah, give it to me because I asked you for it. And I always get it, you know, whatever. So I said to him, like, babe, I'm at the nail shop. Call the place and pay for my nails. Didn't say nothing else. And he was like, huh? It's a text message, first of all. So I'm like, my nigga, I know you know what I said because you read it. It's not like I said it really fast or I said it really low. It was it was in words. So um, you saw what I said. So there's no, I don't understand huhs in text messages. But anyways, he pulled the, come to the house and get the money. So I'm thinking he got cash, but I'm like, I'm not going to leave my nail shop to come downtown to your crib to get money to go back to my nail shop to come back downtown and see you later. So I'll just get it when I leave here. He said, okay, cool. To anyone with sense, that implies I'm about to pay for this shit and you're going to pay me back. I get to the house. He never brings it up, never says shit. Okay, cool. I just, you know, I play it cool. I'm, I'm cool. Because this is my boo. This is not some regular ass, random ass nigga. This is Jay. So... <laughs> We get over there. First of all, he pulled the, are you free? I want to see you type of thing. Mind you, we had been beefing for like a week because he kept pulling the I'm too busy card. And I'm like, why are you asking me if I'm free? Aren't you busy? He's like, well, I'm actually off today. I said, oh, wow. You get an off day. Never knew. Because the way you play it, it's like you work 13 hours a day, 24 hours a day. I mean, yeah, you work 13 hours a day, seven days a week. So... I never knew you had an off day or time to spare. Silly me. So I said, well, yeah, but we're going to go on a real date. I'm not coming over to your house. Like, I'm not doing that shit no more. So none of this staying in the house shit. And you want to spend time with me, make time for me. Whoop, whoop, whoop. It all sounded great until that nigga said, come to the house. What did I do? Came to the house. Um, Came over there. This was the second time I had seen him without a haircut. And it pissed me off. And initially, immediately, I'm just like, why am I here? You don't even have a haircut. Like, you look like you just got out of bed. Like, there was nothing attractive at that moment. Like, all the sparkle from the first date and the first time I saw him was gone. Like, when I first saw him, he must have just left the barbershop and got his beard picked out and his hair shaped up and lined up because he looked good as fuck. Every day him, Mm-mm. I can't go to the barbershop more than my nigga. I just can't. So I was already pissed off about that. Then I get there. He's watching TV, talking to it, of course. So now I got to sit here and be smacked on the leg and yelled at through the TV. Um, and then we went to get, I said, I'm hungry. This nigga looked at me and said, why you didn't stop and get nothing to eat? Bitch, because I want you to get it. Like, what do you mean? I'm... Whoo! <laughs> that was another strike. So then he goes, well, come on. We got to go get it. So I played around. I said, no, you go get it. And he was like, all right, I'll go get it. And I'll be right back. So he went and got his food and went to the liquor store. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, great. <sighs> Somehow he finesses me upstairs. We have some bomb-ass sex. But I had just had sex a couple days before. <laughs> I had just had sex so I actually was good because I really wasn't planning on fucking with Jay anymore so I actually was good and I'm just like damn he's gonna eat it his mouth is so great that I know I'm gonna want to fuck after even if I don't want to fuck after and he did so we did what does he do shoots the club up like it's a fucking Saturday night on the west side shot the club up and I'm like my nigga you, one, you couldn't have missed me that much. Two, pussy don't feel that good. Like, it's not that much great sex in the world that makes me want to jeopardize being a parent again. Like, my baby was planned. I'm not for these accidental oops pregnancies because, um, you know, as harsh as it's going to sound, um, I will go to the doctor and take care of it. So... You trying to get me pregnant is not in your best interest ever, ever, because your feelings are going to get hurt. If I tell you I don't want something, I'm not going to have it. So now you're just going to be looking stupid. So he did it. 
And I'm like, Jay, what the fuck was that? Like, I know you didn't just, I know you didn't just shoot the club up. I know you didn't. I know you're just taking a break because you're tired. Not because you just came inside of me. I know you didn't. I know you didn't. Not 38-year-old you with two kids already and two baby mamas already. I know that didn't happen. Yeah, I know. I fucked up. Yeah, you did. And the fact that you don't want to pay for my nails, but now you got to pay for plan B is beyond me, nigga. Better get that cash app going. So we're laying there. I'm pissed off about that. But for whatever reason, he feels like it's the time to open up. He starts venting about a roommate. I didn't know that he had a roommate. And being 38, if I had known he had a roommate... Definitely wouldn't have known how good his mouth was because I definitely wouldn't have gotten to his bed. Because with the, the guy that I met when I was there before, he was like, this is my homeboy, such and such. Never introduced him as my roommate. Just said, this is my homeboy. I just figured his niggas were just hanging out at the house. That's what niggas do. Cool. And I had never seen him again after that. So cool. He was like, yeah, this nigga ain't been to the house all month. And... I ain't heard from him, and he ain't paid his part of the rent. Whoo, whoa. Rewind, buddy. Whoo, what does that mean? What do you mean his part? What? Y'all split rent, like, for real? Like, that's really your roommate? He's like, yeah, we ain't paid rent all month. My nigga, it's November 1st, so what what month are you talking about? Are you talking about the current month? Like, y'all ain't paid the rent yet, and it's going to be late on the 3rd, or... You're talking about October, which passed already because we're in November. And he was like, yeah. And I went to the leasing office and I told them I'm not paying it. So if he don't pay it, y'all can just move me to another apartment. Y'all can just move me to a one bedroom. (sighs) First of all, that's not even fucking legal. Okay, like no one is going to do that. You owe this rent on this month for the month that you were here you have to give an apartment at least 30 days notice if you want to move to another unit. You still got to pay the rent for the other unit, my nigga. So if you don't have <laughs> if you don't have the money for this one, what makes you think they're just going to put you in another one? So you can just keep fucking up um, money that they could be getting in. So I'm just curious because at 38, complaining about your roommate not having his half concerns me as it should concern him. So I say... How much is your rent? So two bedrooms downtown, right there on um, off Ponce. He goes fifteen hundred. Okay. In thirty days, my nigga, you didn't have the other seven fifty to just pay the rent. You'd rather move, pay movers, pack up all your shit, disconnect your power, your gas, whatever, the cable, reconnect it somewhere else. Now you got to wait a couple business days for them to come out move, pay new rent. It's now November, so now you got another month's rent. You would rather do all of that than to simply pay the 750 that your roommate, who you shouldn't even fucking have at 38, didn't pay. Hmm. And here I am wondering why we don't go on dates, bitch, cuz you can't afford it. But had you said that, probably would have been okay. Probably would have been okay. I probably would have took you on a date. But now that I know you're a 38-year-old who doesn't have a good relationship with his barber, because you don't go frequently, the nigga doesn't care about your well-being. He got you out here looking crazy. You don't even care enough to get a shape up as a manager where you work. So, you know, why should I care about you at all? Um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Like, you don't care about your hairline. You have a roommate. You snore. Like, you get, like, it's a job. Like, you get paid for it. You yell at the TV. This is my life for the next however long with your two kids, your two baby mamas, who seem to get along because you don't seem to talk about drama with them. But. They don't live with you. I don't really know where they live. And you felt the need to shoot my club up like you wanted a third. My nigga, what is going on? Like, your priorities are all out of order. You over here having raw sex and you got a roommate. What? You can't do that. They don't go together. 
So long story short, Jay's canceled. Um, the fact that he didn't cash at me for my nails and the plan B, super canceled. The fact that he didn't even make sure I took the fucking plan B, super duper canceled because I don't give a fuck how much I'm, I like somebody. We could have been in love, my nigga. You could have been my boyfriend for real. And if we don't want kids right now and you give me money for a plan B, I'm expecting you to want to see me take the motherfucker or at least go with me or something. You didn't even text me the next day to be like, hey, are you okay? Did you take it? Are you good? Do you need anything? Nothing. Nothing. You're reckless. I don't need anybody that reckless in my life. And I thought at 38 you had more sense than that. But you don't. You don't. And the dick's not good enough for me to overlook you having a roommate and being bent out of shape about $1,500 rent. So, yeah, that's dead. If we get back together, though, y'all can't talk about them. Only y'all can. <laughs> but no, we're not. Um, so, yeah, I that led me to go and get checked out and get tested and all this stuff. Because in my mind, I'm like, you don't care about... A possible baby. I know you don't care about nothing else. And we have been having sex raw. Um, so let me go find out what's going on. There is nothing more terrifying than thinking you have something sexually transmitted. And uh, it's 2018. I'm grown. We're all grown. Hopefully my listeners are over 18. But we can we can we can talk about it. There's no shame here. There's no judgment here. We've all had that feeling like, holy shit, this is the one. This the nigga that's gonna make the example out of me thinking raw sex is so great. This is the lesson I'ma learn. I'm gonna be on a fucking AIDS billboard. But now, since everything is so like open and cool, I don't even think it would be an issue. Like I think it would be cool not saying I'm an advocate for it, but I'm just saying if some shit happened, I think now it'd be so accepted that it's like if you were to talk shit to somebody about catching something, you could probably sue them now and be on the Ellen show and whatever else. So, you know, we all joke on social media about raw sex is so great and it is great. It really is fucking great. But this nigga really just had me terrified because I'm like, you don't care if I'm pregnant or not. So who knows what you got going on? (laughs) I went and got tested. Um, I had a fucking UTI because there was one time that we had sex and I just went straight to sleep. Like I did not get up to go pee. Please get up and go pee or you will have a urinary tract infection. But the good news is that it wasn't gonorrhea. Uh, And apparently Atlanta has really aggressive gonorrhea. So it wasn't any of that. Wasn't chlamydia. Wasn't HIV. They did a pregnancy test too just in case. Wasn't anything. So... I'm good, and now I only want condom sex, um, or I'm just going to be celibate, because now I am scared, very scared to have sex with somebody else, and I've never felt like that, but I've also had never had a nigga just so, so eager. <laughs> he looked really happy when he did it, too. That's the thing. I mean, I would be, too, but he looked happier than normal to shoot my club up. And that concerns me. So, the 38-year-old is no more. I'm not dating anybody right now. Um, so, yeah, we're going to see how that goes. I am having a birthday party, though, in Atlanta. Brum, 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 brum. My Jamaican air horns have gotten really good. You guys are jealous? So, I'm having a 90s skate party. My birthday is December 5th. Um, it's on a fuck ass Wednesday, I think. So I have to, um, do something the weekend before because the weekend after I'm planning on going to Miami for Art Basel with my girls. So I'll probably have some raw sex there. No, no, I won't. Cause it's Miami. I won't, but I'll have condom sex. So yeah. Um, you guys are invited to my birthday party though. I'm going to do a 90 skate party. I want you there in your airbrush shit. Your baby fat, if you could find it, some Sean John. I want the bobos in your hair. I want the bang with the ponytail. 
Like it just it y'all gotta come correct. Like come in all your 90 shit. I'm about to look for a beeper right now and a flip phone, nigga. I'm about to be out here um with all the designs on my nails. Like the 90s was a wild time. And we thought we looked so good. We looked like shit. <laughs> But that's what I want to do. I just want to have fun. Like, I feel like turning 30 is such a serious thing that everybody, they put all this pressure on turning 30. And it's like, fuck, I'm turning 30. Like, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to go to some fucking resort? Am I supposed to go to a a conference luncheon in Seattle? I don't really know what you're supposed to do when you turn 30. But I want to do something fun. So I want to fucking go skating and be high and drunk. That should be fun. If y'all break anything, don't don't DM me. Don't text me the morning after. I don't have insurance for y'all. So, you know, just go down the grade. Y'all don't know what to tell you. But other than that, that's all I have for y'all this week or this time. Um, I don't know when the next podcast will be. It'll probably be the Thanksgiving one or maybe my birthday. I don't know. But if y'all have any submissions, man, send them in. If you want to be on the show, let me know. Wow, that rhymed. I really could be a rapper, for real, if I tried. But yeah, I'm out. This has been another episode of the Broadcast Podcast. I am your host, Jim Mariah. You guys are amazing. And this podcast is sponsored by Trojan Fire and Ice Condoms. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's not.